Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. It's a podcast about the Bachelor TV show on ABC, the America's Broadcasting Net- Net- Company Network. <laughs> the Corporation for American Broadcasting presents a new show, a spin on the feeling of love that we've known for many years. What if we made it mean? <laughs> oh, what if we put possibly dangerous people in a room together and suggested they fall in love with vulnerable people that aren't able to defend themselves? What if we began to espouse the idea that some people, they just don't deserve the feeling that is love? <laughs> and the people that we deem just, I don't know, allowable to love mm. get featured. And can get away with murder. Thanks for watching How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> it's the new Bachelor spin-off show starring sh- that Shonda Rhimes made. Um, we just watched four fucking hours of this television show this week. Yeah, they hooked us in with After Paradise. Yeah, they waited until the last 14 seconds to reveal who the no- yeah. new Bachelor is going to be. Should we start off by... I don't know. I can't decide if we should build to it or not. I think we should talk about it up front because there were a lot of people who... Ooh, a lot of brave soldiers that we left out on the old beaches of, of <laughs> Ashley, Kayla, Jared, Normandy out there um, who I How saw... How about I just... I shoot out some some people and you confirm or deny... Okay, it's kind of a weird way of doing it, since we both know exactly who the <laughs> Bachelor's going to be. Well, I just want to remind people who the contenders were. Yeah, I, I just want to point out, there really were people trying to watch this in the live group, the, the, the live comment thread on the Rose Buddies Facebook group, who were just like, nope, Griffin and Rachel, just tell me tomorrow, I'm done. <laughs> um, so you, you did your best. All right, so what do you... So, was it Luke? No, nah, it's not Luke. Um, a lot of, there's this dude, we haven't talked about him, I don't want to talk about him, because like... what's his affiliation i don't know i think he was like he helped create the original the original uh season or something like that i don't don't know i haven't dug into the dude so much except that i knew he was trying to get 100,000 twitter followers and if he did he would announce who the bachelor was and he didn't he got like 70 um but he was like he was dropping all these cryptic hints all night and like none of it ended up being so anything. it wasn't cowboy luke it wasn't cowboy luke well, we then, do not get a dose of that cowboy love which is yeah, it's okay then it must have been chase uh, who and which one who's that <laughs> from jojo season you know he had a uh, no definable characteristics i thought you're gonna say he had a nose <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure is he the one that had the hair that was kind of like there wasn't a lot of it and then up top there was all of a sudden there was a lot of it yeah maybe maybe that's a way to talk about him also every man who was on that season no it wasn't that it wasn't chase wasn't chase okay then it must have been the other guy whose name i can't remember i think you're thinking of robert yes robbie um it was not robbie which is uh great i will be honest when um the the two hosts of the after show were like come on out there was a moment there. I'll be honest with you, gang. There was a moment where I was like, the, it was a weird moment of fear <laughs> for me being like, 
because I th- I feel like I've pretty much thrown my hat over the fence, and that if it had been Rod, then we'd have we I could yeah. not do I could not do the fucking podcast anymore. So there was a moment there where I was like scared because I really didn't want to be the dude because I didn't want to watch that, but also because it would mean a big big changes for the Rose Buddies podcast. Yeah, we'd have to figure something else out. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it must have been somebody from JoJo season though, right? It was. Hmm, so I would say JoJo season adjacent. Okay. Um. Gosh, who else could it have been? Had JoJo... Hmm. JoJo is not affiliated with the, No, not at all. I was trying to think bachelor. if there was any... I was trying to think if there was any... Wasn't there a guy that, like, rolled up the first episode and, like, told her, like, you're going to be just fine? Do you, you remember oh, that? Oh, Jake Pavelka. It was Jake Pavelka. Okay. No, it's not Jake. All right. Um, Should we say it on the count of three? Yeah. One... One two three it's chris harrison he's putting himself out there he's you know his the his marriage didn't work out and that's how it is sometimes in hollywood and he he looked at the things he's created he said i'm basically not on the fucking show anymore i could come in and be like my name's jeff barriston and people would not even like (laughs) no what a name to choose um it's gonna be nick vial nick i think it's vile well and anyway, we'll I don't have think to, he's ever gone on the record. We'll have to learn. We're gonna have to learn because the dude's gonna be the bachelor. Um, I'm, I'm. First of all, Rachel and I, swish, swish. Yeah, we both raised our hands in triumph. Maybe not the most like, um, maybe not the deepest conspiracy theory to 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 wrap no. up because I mean they they were so obviously given that dude like the redemption edit, so, which on makes this bit. me wonder. Okay, all right, let's think about this. Do you think from episode one of BIP, they had decided yes. it was going to be him? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 I think he had to be complicit in it. Like, hey, don't do any rap bag shit while you're up in there. Did he know? I think he had to know. While he was on BIP? I think it would not be too hard to look at the batch of boys that they had as potential candidates from JoJo's season of The Bachelorette. And just go. None of this, none of this is gonna, none of this is gonna work. Absolutely, none of this is gonna work. I, and they, I mean, to their credit, like they did a good job. Like at the reaction that I've seen so far has been overwhelmingly positive. Like, oh, good, yeah. I didn't want it to be any of the other guys that it could have been from JoJo's season. I, I think it's a yeah. We should have been suspicious when Nick showed up, like super muscular, like the most muscular he's <laughs> ever been. We should have been like, wait a minute. But also like charismatic and funny and like man, the at one at least once per episode he gets this like fatherly moment, which I say for two reasons. One, he like comes down and is like as as the veteran of the show, like you're you don't care about being friends with this guy, Ashley. Like don't even pretend like you do. But also because he's thirty five and he's gonna be the he's gonna I think the oldest bachelor that there's oh, been. Oh, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. Like there's been yeah, so we shouldn't many. Throw our hat over the we fence. don't know if that's true. Um, it will be a bit weird if there's like twenty three year olds. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Our friend Anna pointed that out. A lot of times there'll be women on the show that are right out of college. Um, and I don't have a problem with an age difference. No. But that would be 12 years on a show that is designed to lead to marriage. Yeah. So it, that's some big conversations. It's some, some big conversations. But not only that, like, I feel like Nick's arc has been one of maturity. Because, like, 
I didn't like I didn't like the dude, especially after his first season. Like, fuck, yeah. no, I didn't like the dude. Um, because like, here's the thing about Nick. He's also said uh, some shit. Yeah. Um, and Andy's he's book, grown up a lot. It a- seems Andy, Andy's book has some stuff about him that is not like I would I wouldn't say damning like it is for uh for for Josh as much as it is like yeah ooh that's kind of a, ooh that's kind of weird um but like he he's been great this season of Bachelor in Paradise I really really in, enjoyed him um and I think the fact I, I think I realized at some point like wow I'm enjoying this guy too much for it just to be my he's own decision he's a funny guy yeah. It has been so infrequent that the Bachelor or Bachelorette is actually a funny person. So yeah, so it's Nick, and we're very excited. It's Nick. I'm excited. I I I, I was dreading who it was going to be because like we got to do a show about this fucking thing, and even if it wasn't Rod, like if it just been some boring dude, like. I don't want to watch that and then formulate fucking an hour of thoughts about that. Um, I know. Um, okay, well, we should talk about this week's show. Yeah. You ready? I just don't want to. I had fun this week, actually. I feel like the last episode was a pretty fun episode with some with some weak points. It's Guys, I just can't with the action Yeah, I remember on Monday's episode, you were like, this is the best show on television. I think there was a point in the episode where you actually said that out loud. Yeah, because there was some good stuff that happened. Yeah. There's been good stuff that has happened in, like, the past couple couple weeks' worth of episodes, bogged down by, like, just the dumbest, most, like, legacy shit that nobody cares about anymore. Um, but let's, let's get into it. Yeah, um... And maybe we maybe we just move quickly through the got, Ashley stuff. We got to specifically the Ashley stuff. I don't want to you know give short shrift. Yeah, that, that's an expression, right? Short yeah. shrift. Because here's the thing about the Ashley stuff: it was the same shit that happened yeah, last. Exactly. It was the same shit that happened last season, and then it was the same shit that happened two weeks ago, and then it was the same shit that happened twice last week, and then the same shit that happened twice again this week, and and then in the after show, I don't understand why they think. I don't give this much of a fuck about Star Wars. And I give a lot of fuck about Star Wars. A lot. I like Star Wars a bunch. Yeah. But I don't want to watch this much Star Wars. Um, just just to give an example of your Star Wars knowledge, mm. Gr- Griffin, tell me, tell me something about Lando that I might not know. Well, he's the Baron Administrator of Cloud City. There you the go. Cloud City of Bespin. There you um, go. Uh, and it's, I don't think it's ever really, maybe in the like extended universe novels, it's like really explored like what that title entails. But I mean, the Cloud City Bestman, I think has a, a sort of mining, like they're mining for, for, uh, noble gases. And so, um, he's probably like in charge of the, the facility, but he's also, he has like a, you know, a governmental role there too. Although really it's apparently just a puppet organization for the empire because he just kind of <laughs> kowtows to, to Lord Vader, just like pretty much instantly. Hey, Griffin. He's played by what? Griffin, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Let's talk about this show that you could I, have said any character. I know, I know, but I wanted to to show that you weren't, you know, just like oh, I know some stuff about Luke Skywalker. Like I wanted to show, like I probably your depth. know more about Lando than I do about Luke Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the episode on Monday opens up with Kayla and Ashley talking. Um. And Ashley is upset still. She does admit that maybe her feelings about Kayla might be because she's having trouble letting go, which seems like more. 
self-awareness than I think we thought she had. Um, and Jared uh, says that he wants to build a relationship with Kayla. Um, and... That's basically the, the yeah, gist that's of it. it. That's the whole fucking thing. That's basically the gist of it. Uh, this is when Ashley goes into her nightmare talk. Um, if you God, if you played that drinking game that I pitched last yeah. week, you would have died. She says nightmare a lot. She this said week. it twice. She said it with such frequency that there's no way you could have gulped down the last sip before you had to get refresh the bev in your mouth. Um, and this is when she starts talking about her dog that passed away. Oh man, this um, edit. And she she kind of has a moment on the beach where she prays to her dog, guys, for guidance. Okay, you, uh, I want to get past the Ashley stuff so much. We can't run through this because she's talking about how her dog passed, and it's very very sad. Um, like I went on her Twitter account, and like her pin tweet is a picture of her with her dog, talking about how sad she is. And it's a cute dog, and it's yeah, I. I I feel for you. She yeah. prays to her dog, which, like, everybody that we watched this episode with, and we watched it with a big old rowdy group on Monday, was like, that's not how praying works. I don't <laughs> think. She asked for her dog's help in kind of finding somebody yeah. um, to move on with. Seems like her dog kind of did a bad... I don't want to tell her ghost dog, like, what the business is, but I don't think she did a great job. And then there's a montage of dogs that um, that, that were shot on location. Um, yeah, it appears to be dogs, dogs all over the island, kind of coming to attention. Um, and, and and then this her dog appears in the sun. Was that her dog? Do you it think? looks a lot like her dog, like a white little fluffy dog. Look, yeah, look a lot like what her dog looks like. I don't know if it was like home video footage secured from Ashley, <laughs> but uh, and then. Who walks down the steps? A gift from dog heaven, I guess, is the man, the myth, the legend, the most fucking eligible bachelor in the universe, apparently, Wells. Wells. The radioman. Wells appears in just all of his kind of scrawny indoor kid glory. Ugh. And Ashley's mouth drops open in kind of full Olivia, just like... And for the next couple this scenes, whenever these two interact, you can hear dogs barking or whining in the background. Like <laughs> there's there's a there's a level of magical realism that I was like super duper into. Well, and those of you that follow Wells on social media, I guess he's always posting pictures of himself and adoptable dogs. So he's mm. he's kind of a patron saint. Can I adopt Wells? Can we adopt Wells and just have him have him around just to hang out with? I'll what, take care of him. I'll take care of him. What would what's like an activity you would do with Wells? Shit, dog. Um I mean, we would probably volunteer at the shelter together. Okay. We would like the animal shelter. Yeah. Okay. And then we'd go to co- fun concerts. I take him to ACL with me. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, uh, bathing. Just somebody's got to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet you know I have a lot of products for curly hair. I bet he would look very good. In your I bet products. he would like. I'm just gonna like take your products. birch box and just upend it on him. <laughs> he will leave this house much smoother than he entered it. 
everybody pulls Wells aside because, as you know, Wells has a date card because he just arrived. At this point in the show, there are not that many singles in the in no. the house. Are there any singles in that? I mean, the twins well, are sort of have a, a Izzy. Izzy's what? Well, Izzy's more or less hooking up with um, Brett. Brett at this point, the lamp man who stole her from DJ Vincent. Um and the twins the twins yeah but the twins are kind of dating carl and some other rando um daniel is unspoken for for the most part um yeah that's about where we're at but ashley i is the big yeah so everybody Haley tells wells to go for ashley kayla tells wells to go for ashley lace says you should go for ashley um and then ashley and wells talk for a few minutes uh, Daniel tells us the viewer that Jared would probably pay a thousand dollars for this to work. It's it's uh, <laughs> Wells is in the after show and he talks about how he didn't know this was some big setup and it's like Wells, you sweet sweet <laughs> dumb boy, because literally every person he talks yeah. to is like you know even Izzy who he, I think he like mentioned that he was like attracted to or something like that or maybe it wasn't Izzy but it was somebody who was like you know you should you should Ashley eyes who you should because I, I think Jared was the only one with a vested interest in it, and Kayla were the only ones with a vested interest in this but like I think everybody else was just like kind of tired of it all yeah so this the moment culminates Wells is standing near the pool and everybody is gathered in the pool uh, and they're all looking up at him mm. And Wells is prepared to announce who he is taking. And we get a cut to everyone in the pool kind of nervously biting their fingernails and crossing their fingers and and praying. It's guys like everybody (laughs) is like lurched over, like ready to strike. It was the funniest. I think that's when I said this is the best TV show ever, this scene. Yeah. Uh, And and what happens next? And then he announces, um, he says, Ashley, I would you like to go on this date with me? And she's not in the pool for some reason. Uh, and everybody just explodes in applause. Daniel's like just literally jumping up and down in the pool, like throwing water everywhere. And like, actually, I get so embarrassed yeah. and just like kind of walks away with her. Like, that shit was cute. That, that, and it was fucking hysterical that all of these adults had congregated around to celebrate that this, that this woman was finally going to go on a date with a guy that was not. That was not Jared. I loved it, man. This was good yeah, shit. It was nice. Because that's the thing about Ashley. Like, I don't hate her. I, I think that she makes a lot of bad choices. She makes a lot of the worst choices. But there are things about her that I like. And I do, you know, part of me somehow, inexplicably, still kind of roots for her. Oh, I don't. I'm I'm well. well <laughs> I'm so it. far past that point. Yeah, I don't. I it, it's 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 just fucking horrible, man. Like, it's again. This is one of those things I feel stupid. This this is one of those storylines I feel stupid talking about because obviously the Bachelor TV show is trying to push it on us very, very, very hard. And I wonder how much of this is Jared and Ashley I realizing that they have a foothold in this gigantic television property as long as they have this drama continuing to go between them because well because it's just the most like fucking it's it's not even like high school shit it is kindergarten shit between the two of them and it's anyway i didn't want to i didn't want to start talking about it again i just i just wanted to bring up actually i can when she gets the date with wells i'm excited it's very charming she's very funny it's just like yeah that's just not unfortunately that's not her character 
Uh, so they go on the date at like a taco bar and they're eating the messiest, flattest tacos. I love it though. Uh, and Wells kind of brings up Jared, uh, at which point I got very nervous that Ashley was just going to just totally uh, self-destruct. But um, Ashley says it's hard because Jared acts as if they've always just been friends, but there has been more there and it's kind of hard for her to act as if nothing nothing else happened between them. Um, and so then they decide to talk about their favorite bands. Mm. Um, and she asks Wells, because everyone knows that Wells is a radio DJ and a music lover. Yes. And Wells says Talking Heads, which is a very respectable, music-y, yeah, that's a, that's a good, music-y kind of choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. And Ashley gets the question back towards her, and she's like, now, I'm glad you asked. I think that you'll understand and appreciate this. Um, and she says, Hanson. Yeah, another good, like and another good, equal, equally respectable, good choice. Here's the thing, Griffin McElroy. I yeah. recall you saying specifically mm-hmm. that Hanson's most recent work is You say most good. recent, which makes it sound like it came out like last year. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I guess it's been a, a it's few been, years. It's been a bit. Uh, but they had they had an album that they come out like this decade. I want to say, yeah, it was really good. They had yeah. a song on it called uh, "Thinking About Something." Is it's a good it's a good old soulful jam. Yeah, and they also had a you know Paul Shear who was very funny in the after show. I uh, was giving him shit for he said Mbop, Mr. Shear. With all due respect, there's so many <laughs> other wonderful songs this time around. Also on the same album, I believe, or maybe from a later album. But a good, just a good little, good little ditty. And the bros are so nice. The bros, I'm pretty sure the bros are really nice. I think I think you just have an affection for... For, for three bros, like, doing their <laughs> yeah, art? Yeah, exactly. leave them the fuck alone. Uh, Go Google and listen to uh, uh, Think About Something. It's, yeah, it's a, it's so a dance just jam. all that to say, it's easy to throw shade at Hanson, and I just want to be clear that we are open-minded. I love it. And I want I also want to say, well, it's true fucking music industry professional, Paul Shear is, like, trying to get him to bash on Hanson. And Wells was like, uh, and he never does it. It's a fucking true professional because he knows someday I might have Hanson on my show next. Uh-huh. I, I, they might put out 2017. They might be like the the comeback kids. And yeah, I want to. I want to leave that door open. Yeah, of course. Professional. Um, the other thing that happens on the date is that a dog comes over hmm. while they're eating. Um, and Wells does an adorable dog voice, which oh, I thought God, was charming. It was so cute. Because Ashley's talking to the dog, and he's kind of talking back in a dog voice. It was very cute. I can't believe we only get one more week of Bip with Wells, and then he's gone. Uh, but they seem to have a good date. They kiss. They did, yeah. They, a there's, lot. <laughs> there's fire lanterns that get sent into the air. Holy shit. This was another one. <laughs> I think this might have actually been when I yeah. said this is the best show ever. Because they write like little wishes, and she writes a wish on a piece of paper using his back as a desk, and then puts it up in the paper lantern, and then you see them walking off like into the night, holding hands, and she's like, I just really am so glad that I finally found somebody that I like even more than Jared, and I just really hope that my wish comes true smash cut back to the lamp floating in the sky and it catches fire and the fire comes raining down uh while uh edited in screams uh, yeah. resound from below fuck it was funny it was the, funny the, uh, the editor you know me and the editor of this show have had a love-hate relationship they got my fucking number yeah, this week it was man. really good uh and so that's that's their date yeah it was fine seems good um 
I think they both have nice things to say about each other. I think Ashley felt really good about it. Uh, and we have no reason to think that it didn't go well. I mean, I had reason to think during that the whole day that she was kind of barking up the wrong tree because this dude is obviously going to be the Iron Throne for probably the rest of this season of Bachelor in Paradise where everybody's going to come in and step to it. And guess what? If you step to it and you don't win it, you're dead. I was, <laughs> I was a little surprised that Wells was as desired as he was because I just kind of assumed... And maybe this is the Wells quality hmm. that everybody feels like they've discovered like a hidden gem. The Hanson of men. <laughs> and so so everybody feels like they've got this little like insight secret of yeah. like, hey, you know what what I think is great? You you might not. I don't know. But it's it's this guy Wells. Everyone's like, Yeah, you know, me too. I mean, you're literally describing sort of the mentality of the whole soft boy movement. <laughs> um which I think Jared probably doesn't prescribe to but i think you could probably hang hang that label on him when compared to other other boys on on bip he is of the softer he's on the softer end of the spectrum now what about evan does evan count as that evan is evan has broken the soft boy spectrum he's what malcolm gladwell might call an outlier (laughs) um although boy evan is for all of the just completely bogus shit he did this season of bip him and Carly, how is that growing on me as much as it has? I, know, it's I don't incredible. know what that means. I don't know what that means about me. I think this show manipulates viewers oh, yes. in in a way that is that is very transparent and also very subversive at the same time. <laughs> it's it's transparent, and I would say it just and maybe this is giving ourselves too much credit. Eighty percent of the time, it's complete fucking failure. Um, like it's, it, this show has a message for every single person that ever comes on it and for every like sort of romance and storyline that pops up. And so many of those messages are not effective, but the ones that are, man, they fucking, the, the whole Evan Carly thing, like it is working on me. Nick is the next bachelor. Like, yep. That was a good ass sales pitch you put together there, batch. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's fair to say that they, they do what they do very well. And they are professionals and should should be respected for their for their craft. I don't know about fucking respected. No, <laughs> I, absolutely not. I would not go that yeah, far. Yeah, you're right. That's a little far. Uh, okay, so we, we come back from the date. Uh, and there's some weird drama going on with Lace and Grant in the pool. Um, Lace seems a little inebriated and she's kind of flirting with carl not in a real not overtly i don't yeah, think not in like a, in a sexual way or any kind of way she's that just seems... like carl come here i want to get to know you and it's kind of like uh, hugging him in the pool and grant says like and grant's sitting literally right, literally right there and right he says there. you know i'm sitting right here and she says well you better watch out on i don't know who i'm gonna give my rose to this week yeah and, she says good luck getting a rose tomorrow and grant storms off that and and by the way that was word for word like literally the four the three sentences rachel and i just said back and forth yeah. was the entirety of the it was like 20 seconds and it caused a whole it big blew up whole big kerfuffle because grant walks away and storms off and then lace gets mad at him for storming off and thinks he's being over dramatic um and grant says that was disrespectful what you did and she said okay well then it's over like whoa god that escalated quickly and then it escalated even more quickly again a second time yeah there's this this moment where he tries to kind of confront her 
and and get her to understand that it was disrespectful and that he doesn't want to be treated that way. And then she kind of shuts down and says, well, maybe we should just reconsider this relationship. Um, so she, it, and it this feels is by like... The, this is, by the way, the relationship where Grant has said, I love you to Lace, and Lace still yeah. has not reciprocated it. It feels like she escalates it uh, in a real defensive way. Um, and it, it left everybody we were watching with kind of looking around like, did I... Did I miss something? Like, what happened? Like, did, I feel, I, did I, we not see something? At, at the risk of reading too much into it or, like, overstepping my my bounds, like, I feel like the dialogue, the conversation we were all having, and they, the conversation the show was kind of having, too, was, like, Lace just doesn't think she deserves a, a relationship like this. She doesn't think she's worth it or something like that. Um, yeah, that she was so ready for it to fail and for Grant to be a bad guy that when he said something that seemed like a little hostile, she just was like, well, there it is. You yeah. know, that's it. This must be it. Which is a shame because there's been some nice scenes between the two of them of like nice, a nice little connection. I guess I'm just kind of uncomfortable with the like lace redemption story arc of like, she's a, she's a, da- a damaged woman who needs to be taught how to love again. Yeah, and I, was, I don't know if the show is like taking it that route, but like I was telling Griffin that I had some real problems with Lace's reaction, uh, just because it seems so cliche. Yeah, you know, there's this trope of you know people get close to happiness and then and then they push they push away because they're scared, you know, and that's exactly what Lace is doing. And Grant is very patient with it. Grant actually says the words. Um, that I, if I have to work a little bit harder in this relationship for a while than Lace does, then you know, then then so be it. Because I think I I love her and I think it's worth it. And that's actually that was holy shit! Like that may be one of the most genuine things yeah. anybody's ever sh- said on any Bachelor TV show. And it was like kind of sad, and I didn't really know how I felt about it. But like I did not doubt that Grant yeah. meant it. It was a weird like. I, I found myself uncomfortable yeah. with the absolute sincerity of what Grant was saying in that moment. Yeah, I mean, they they seem to have a very believable relationship and that a lot of times you'll see couples where one person has to give a lot more. Yeah. Uh, and that seems to be what's happening. And I mean, full respect to Grant for having the tolerance. I think I would have been very very frustrated if i was an especially in an environment like that man like yeah i i I don't know i'm i don't know i will be curious to see what happens in the finale next week yeah (laughs) that's a weird way of talking about uh, a relationship (laughs) that i just talked about being genuine and sweet i can't wait to see how it happens in the finale well the big arc of lace is supposed to be that she's like done all this reformation and she's grown up and she's trying really hard to be mature and sometimes it feels like she more is watching from the outside looking at this thinking this is respectable like this is what an adult does and 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 i feel good that i am the person in this situation you know it doesn't feel like she's really i don't know i don't think the show's given us enough time to like really dive into Laces. I mean, they sort of set that up in the intro, like Lace talking about how she wants to go on this quest of self-improvement or whatever. But really, it was just like, I mean, there was the Rod stuff week one, and then pretty much everything else has been like her hesitance to commit to to Grant. Um, let's let's move on. We, we've we've talked a lot about Grace. 
Um, okay, so then there's a moment where um, Nick and Jen are out talking. And by this time, it's it's night. And they are looking to go to bed. And they are looking for a an available room in which to spend the night together. And so they go up to the... I guess there's just one boom boom room. Yeah, the one room I guess that they all have to share if they want like a private evening together. And uh, Josh indicates that it is his room with Amanda for the night, uh, and that he has put a fan. Despite up the fact there. that Amanda Amanda has said that they could use it, and then Josh says, "Oh no, you guys can't." Yeah, have, Amanda, you guys can't have sex tonight because Amanda and I are going to use the room because I put a fan up there. Yeah, and, Amanda apparently indicated to Jen that it was fine if she had the room with Nick. Uh, Amanda is nowhere to be seen, and Josh says, no, 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 it's our room. And guys, he's being just the biggest dick ever about it. Yeah. Every sentence out of his mouth this whole evening is like the douchiest delivery of that sentence you could ever... Yeah. Oh, no, and it's so, like, it's... We've we've struggled so much, and we're going to probably continue to struggle to talk about Josh, because I think he's a huge piece of shit, um... And the only word that I can, like, use to describe him is actually the same word that Evan used when talking about him, which is he's just so polished. So, like, everything he says is so matter-of-fact, like, I oh, was... um, no, actually, uh, Amanda and I are up there tonight, so, yeah, you can't be up there tonight. We're I put a fan up there, so we're going to be up there tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and then it it gets drawn to his attention that Amanda is actually asleep in her bed, and, the, and there seems to be some producer involvement where Josh is brought to the room where she is asleep. And, but first he's like arguing with the producer, like, no, we're going to use that room tonight. I don't understand why Nick and uh, is, I don't understand why some people are being so dramatic about this. Like, calm the fuck down. So he goes into the room where Amanda is sleeping. He's like, hey, I, are we not sleeping together anymore? Like wakes her up. Uh, and she says, no, I'm just really tired. And he says, all right, good talk. And like, like slaps her on the back and walks out of the room. Yeah, like, and she immediately knows based on his tone, like that something's wrong. Uh, she's like, "Wait, what?" And he just walks out. Meanwhile, it, it was man, fuck Josh, just com- so completely and absolutely. I do want to talk about like they kept cutting back to everybody else sitting like in the palapa, um, and they all looked dead. Like, what time is it? Why aren't these people? And they're saying, like, I just want to go to sleep. I know. Why can't you just go to sleep in a different? Let these people please go to sleep. They looked at the most tired people had ever been in their whole lives. Yeah. Do you think there's a point where they're told, like, all right, we're wrapping for the night, guys. Go on. Go there, to bed. That has to be the case. Um, anyway, this whole scene fucking. Uh, it was it was this. It, Again, like some real kindergarten shit that Josh just escalated to like eleven. Yeah, it seemed like and his interaction with a, a sleeping woman who he is like apparently in love with was like fucking ghoulish. It seemed like some real caveman shit because he was clearly embarrassed that he did not know Amanda's whereabouts and that he did not. He was not on the same page as her, and then. In his embarrassment, he just brought like pure aggression as a response, and it was it was bad. uncomfortable. So then we move into sort of the investigation of Josh by some of the other people present. Um, there was probably some stuff that happened before that 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 fateful rose ceremony, although not a lot because 
there wasn't a lot of date. This is another one of those things where like daytime lasted like 90 seconds. It was another swan ocean sequence where like there was yeah. one daytime sequence and then it was like night again. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's true because we go straight to the cocktail party yeah. after that. <laughs> um, and, and Lace and Grant are there and apparently they've made up uh, and they reference making up the night before. Um, and Daniel goes on this last chance date. Wait, before we get to that, I want to talk about Carly and Evan. Oh my god, yes! So Carly and Evan are on a beach mattress, and we got really nervous because Evan is talking to Carly, and and he's kind of he's got some some anxiousness about him, and then he says, "I'm totally falling in love with you." And we're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 Evan, no. Evan, Evan, Evan. And then not even like two seconds pass before Carly says, I'm falling in love with you, too. And everybody we were watching with was seemed happy, <laughs> happy and excited, including myself. I was like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they both. There's something so sincere about their both of their kind of surprise that this is happening yeah it's their their relationship is weirdly sweet the thing that i have trouble reconciling is i think about the fact that carly had to do an apology tweet about all the very mean things that she said about evan and like we know there's multiple proposals in the finale if that's one of them like in this the series finale of how i met your mother your mom just talked mad shit about my (laughs) weird dick for like two weeks (laughs) And then anyway, we flipped it because I tricked her into going to the hospital with me. But yeah, she said some really bogus shit about my crazy dick for like two weeks. Anyway, that's how I met your mother. She didn't talk about his dick. Basically, though. No, not at all. Kind if you think about it. Oh, okay. It was, it was, it was, if you, if you put it all together. Um, so that nice moment happens. And then we do get Daniel. Daniel going on a Doing a like a road date. show. Like a road show of Fuck. all of his talents. Um, this this sequence was so fucking hysterical. Especially his interaction with Izzy. Uh, yeah, so first Daniel brings a plate of fried foods to Haley. Because he knows that she likes fried foods. And he treats it like, teach me your American ways. Teach yeah. me about these American foods. These are chicken nuggets, yes? <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds a lamp to bring oh, to good. Izzy because he knows that Izzy is really into Brett and <laughs> Brett had a lamp. And so Daniel starts introducing this lamp to Izzy and its features and how it's a much nicer lamp. Um, I, okay, I got to put this scene in <laughs> I got to put this scene in context because this scene and the scene that happened after it, I saw a lot of people get like frustrated about in the group. This all was a fucking, like, obviously this was like a goofy goof jokey joke. And I think at this point Daniel knows he's going home and he doesn't, I don't know how to talk to Izzy up to this point. Like Izzy and Brett are pretty much spoken for it seemed like because dude's sales tactic is my lamp is better than this other guy's lamp. And if you take it for that, like just Daniel's last sort of comedic effort, holy fucking shit. Like her asking like, what kind of lamp is it? Uh, what, what, what kind of, uh, how, how many watts is the b- bulb? He's like, oh, it's a nine volt. Yeah, which made Griffin and I wonder, like, this is how much we love and believe in Daniel. We were like, oh, well, maybe maybe Canadian lamps operate on a not different on, power system. Where they would use volts, volts and not watts? 
Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's a little bit taller, a little bit shinier. Like, his sales pitch was so fucking funny. And then he brings it back. He, her, uh, Izzy, and Daniel walk back to Brett. And Brett's like, uh, see you showing her another lamp there. How many, uh, how many watts is it? And Daniel's like, oh, it's, an, it's a nine volt. And he goes, oh, <laughs> mine was 60. <laughs> and the show, the fucking show is playing like the super dramatic music. And it shows like a behind the scenes thing of Brett talking like, yeah, I thought me and Izzy had a really nice connection. So now I'm worried about Daniel. Like, guys, you cannot <laughs> twist this to make me think that you actually, that this is an actual conflict that is happening on the show right now. And then the thing that I think pissed everybody off was Brett was like, Oh, so uh, you showed her a lamp? That's cool. Check out what I did, or something like that. And yeah, then he, like, he makes out with her. Makes in out front with of her him. right there, which, like, again, had to be part of the goof. It was a gross part of the goof, but it, uh, holy shit, was none of that. None of that was a real fight. And the fact that the show tried to make us think it was is maybe the most insulting thing they've ever tried to pull. Yeah, I mean, I... it was such a misplay too, because. Fuck, it was, for the most part, it was really funny. I didn't think the show was really trying to convince us there was beef between the two of them. man, I don't know. I think they were kind of nodding at, like, that could be an interpretation, but I didn't feel like they were trying to say, like, who's it going to be, guys? Is it going to be Daniel or Brett? Like, I didn't think that was, it wasn't earnest. Yeah. It certainly wasn't earnest. That's for sure. (laughs) Then we get a scene of Josh talking to Amanda, um kind of pouring on the flattery but like in a very kind of generic way um just like oh you're so nice and i like you a lot and you know you're such a good person you know like nothing i don't remember any of that i think that's when i got my pasta plate and i ate the pasta and then (laughs) i really had to batten down the hatches yeah and and it just I, I was telling Griffin, Josh reminds me of kind of, and he is, you know, he used to be a former professional athlete. He reminds me of kind of an athlete in like a post-game interview where he's like, yeah, you know, we just, we got out there, you know, we gave it our all, you know, and just, we weren't the better team tonight. So, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna work harder tomorrow, you know, and we're gonna try our best. And then, you know, eventually I think with that hard work will pay off. You know, there's just something so rote about yeah. everything he says. Uh, and this felt like another one of those times where like him and Amanda, I don't know. They're, he just, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the two of them. But it's cut right before a scene where the twins are kind of gathering evidence from Nick. It feels really staged. They're kind of saying, so Nick, tell us you know, what you think about Josh and and why you have concerns. And we also have concerns and we'll trust you and your concerns. And it just felt like a weird interrogation. Like they were like going like Columbo here. And Nick was giving them all this stuff. And while I was doing it, I was just thinking like, Nick, buddy, this is, you know that this is not going to end well for you, right? Like, you know that this isn't going to be good for you. Like you're not, these twins are not going to act as a buffer between you and Amanda and by proxy Josh, like, um, so Nick tells him all this stuff. I don't, I really, this isn't, I don't, uh, I just, Um, I just, this is the low point of what was otherwise such a fucking good week. So there's a rose ceremony. Um, and the women have the roses this week. So Carly picks Evan, Ashley picks Wells, uh, Jen picks Nick, Kayla picks Jared, Lace picks Grant, Amanda picks Josh, and then Haley gets up there, 
and has a rose in her hand and then actually calls uh, Emily up. And both- It's a weird move, like picking your own sister to give the rose to, and I didn't know you could. No. They get up there and they st- say, like, we really wanted to give this a chance and find love, but we didn't find love, so we're leaving and taking our roses with us. And that was like, I get that you didn't find love here, and that I'm very sorry about that, Haley and Emily. You're also sending home three dudes now. Yeah. Who maybe they were like, maybe they would have. Maybe they would have So next that week. means that Ryan, Carl, and Daniel all have to go home. My sweet Danny boy. And here's the thing. This show immediately pivots into the, the, the twins, like, take Amanda aside. And this is when they decide to spring their, their, their prosecution on her and tell her, like, oh, so we don't think he's here. Yeah, it seemed like overflow because they were very emotional about leaving the show. And then that emotion just kind of carried over but, into their explanation and, to and, then, and then immediately we hop into more Josh and Amanda shit. And it was such a bummer because Daniel didn't get a good... You know, we didn't get a Daniel farewell. Didn't get anything from Daniel's farewell. The last thing we got was like his lamp scene. And it was a very, very good scene. But I just, I wanted, I didn't get closure with Daniel. I didn't get closure with Daniel because he's not going to be on, he might, I don't think he's going to be on BIP again. Maybe he will. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I wanted him he, to say goodbye. He was such a bright light in the darkness for me during this season of Bachelor in Paradise in a very real way, like, so fucking funny and such a, a force of positivity, except so, when he said really, yeah. he just said some really bad shit. Just, just pure in the way that somebody who's not particularly... Um, Sometimes I think about him and Sarah sitting on on the on the beach bed, yeah. and she says she likes him. And he like kicks his feet because he's so excited, and I get dizzy. Yeah, he's such a sweet, soft boy, and I want to protect him very much. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Hashtag thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Hashtag Jamanda. No, no, no. Hashtag thank you, Daniel. Hashtag. Fuck Jaman. No. No. Don't don't you just don't even tag them at all. No hashes here, chumps. <laughs> there you go. Um so post rose ceremony, the twins have just had a conversation with Amanda. Um Amanda takes the twins very seriously and tells Josh that the twins had some concerns that they had heard from other people. Uh, Josh says again, really, um, and then he's he's really upset, uh, and this is when he first starts bringing up, at least in this context, his dog that is battling cancer, and he does it in a way as if that's his kind of get out of jail free card, you know. Like I recognize that that must be a very hard. Thing for him um and obviously we have a pet that we love very much but the way he uses it he used it as an uh, example for like why he didn't it's like he didn't do something he was like i couldn't i was too busy my dog had cancer it's just fucking so frustrating i'm sorry your dog has cancer it doesn't give you an excuse to be a fucking shit heel like I was too busy to not be a shit heel, cause what with all the 
dog cancer. Like during this conversation with Amanda, he's also like trying to make her feel stupid so much for bringing this to his attention again. Like you'd even come to me and talk about Andy's book. Like I get, you might as well just be reading tabloids. Do you believe everything you read in tabloid? Like so aggressive. We, I feel like we gave some dudes some shit this, the, during Jojo's season of like, especially like Jordan, whenever they would, whenever Jojo would like bring something to Jordan's attention, he'd get like super defensive about it. This is a whole nother echelon of like getting offensive about it. Like, well, if you, if you brought this to my attention, then you must be a fucking idiot. Like, he may as well have, have just said that flat out, because that is what he was intimating. Yeah, no, he seems upset that Amanda is bringing it up again, um, and that it still exists, even though he's denied it before. And so he wants to call everybody around. Everybody's up trying to toast, like, after the rose ceremony. Yeah. He's like, no, we're the only two down here, but literally every single one of you come down to me. Yeah, and Amanda does not want this to happen. Uh, and she kind of sits to the side with some of the other women and all the people gather around and Josh kind of demands that somebody own up to it. Um, and then Nick decides to do it because he knows that it's pretty clear that it's him. Um, and he says, you know, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know if I can trust you. Um, and, you know, I do have some concerns. And Josh says, well, just be quiet for a second, uh, and I'll address those concerns. Um, and Nick kind of goes on to say, you know, I just, part of me just kind of thinks that you're full of shit, and I hope that you're not. Um, and they start talking about the book again, and Nick says, you know, my part of the book is not fictional, so I don't know that I can believe that your part is uh and at that point josh just kind of exits the conversation he's like well let me go let me go fix things he with says amanda. you better hope that things are good with me and her and it's yeah. like or else what he's like you just better hope things are good between me and her uh and and yeah and and josh is just like he is again he's escalated things he's brought like a lot of like hostility and like just volume to the argument yeah. to the point where at the end of the conversation, it's just Nick and Josh and, and sweet Evan and sweet Evan. Who's like got Nick's <laughs> back in case shit go down. Yeah. Um, and then everybody kind of separates uh, and Josh starts threatening to leave. He like packs up his stuff and is like, you know, if Amanda doesn't trust me, Which it was a fucking rose ceremony. They were probably already packed up. Yeah, it was. I, he, I, <laughs> I yelled like, "Oh, Josh is going to do some fucking prop comedy because he shows up. He like walks over to Amanda's bags. He's like, I got my bags packed." Yeah, he's he's upset that Amanda would trust the twins over him and is kind of threatening that he's going to leave. Um, he does this whole like you and me babe against the world yeah, like isolationist exactly. bullshit. And then Amanda does say that she trusts him and that she's tired of people telling her who she should, shouldn't be with. And Josh is like, well, I'm going to stay for you. Uh, And Amanda tells us, the viewer, and this is the most infuriating part. Amanda says, you know, everybody said all this stuff about Josh, but nobody gives me specific examples. And I was just like, what did you just witness, Amanda? What did you literally rewind time 45 seconds? That is an example of what people are talking about. How did you not see that? Like, yo, your boyfriend's a dick. No, he's not. Who said I was a dick? I'll kick your ass in. Like that. That's it. 
That is it. Griffin and I had a big conversation after this was over about uh, just toxic masculinity and how somebody ends up like Josh. Um, because I don't, I don't fully understand it. I always think there has to be some kind of specific catalyst that makes people like Rod and Josh just behave the way they do. Um, I don't think it's, but, but I, I don't, my point is, I don't think it's something that yeah. is like taught to you. Maybe, maybe it's, I think it's something that like dudes like them aspire to. Not that that is, it is a lofty goal, but it's like a thing that they work towards and maybe they have their own like set of inspirations and like role models for why they want to work towards it. But it, it's, it's, it's something I think you have to work really hard to be a, a guy like that. And it's, 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 it's not worth it. Fucking stinks, dude. And I think, I think it's, I don't know if we're just becoming more sensitive to this stuff. I, I, I think that's probably part of it because I feel like dudes like Josh are a dime a dozen on reality television. Um, I just said Josh, not Rod. I think Rod was like a, a special outside case, but like I feel like Josh is the type of dude that you get a lot in TV yeah. shows like this. Yeah, like, like Geo on Are You the One? Geo even I think was worse than Josh. Like, it's yeah, really fucking bad for all the same reasons. But that same kind of core belief that like they have to fight all of the time, everybody and to, everyone to be an honorable man, man. Yeah. Um. Just like, boy, howdy, it I ain't got no stomach for that shit. Not on my batch, not on my Ato. Not it's, in not in the real world too, but not on my precious television shows. Yeah, it's the least attractive and and, and most dangerous trait, I think. And and I don't understand when people are willing to overlook it. Yeah. There's also like a 0% chance that him and Amanda don't end up together on the finale next week. And I'm very sorry, but there's not going to be a, there's yeah. not, there's not going to be a comeuppance. There's not, Chris Harrison's not going to step in and ask Josh to leave this time. Is it, 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 that, that, that train has left the station and it's, it's, it's gone. Uh, so the night, the night ends with the two of them appearing to have reconciled. Um, and then it's morning and we see Wells on the beach by himself coming out of the ocean. Uh, and he appears to be kind of lonely and kind of dazed by, you know, his arrival to paradise. And then Jami arrives. Jami. Sweet Jami. Is she sweet? Because I don't remember anything about Jami. I, I know don't she, really was, either. she was Ben's season. She's on Ben's season. I see. I felt like she. Wasn't she causing shit with Jubes? Or no? There was an uh, issue with Jubes. There was an issue with Jubes. I don't... Because I remember I think the she scene... she might have been there, on the periphery. There was the scene where Amber confronted Jubes yeah. in the bathroom. And I feel like Jami was, like, in the, the squad of women who were, like, trying to trying to keep trying to keep Jubes down. Yeah. And you know where I stand in that conflict. Yeah, no, we're, we're team Jubes all the way. Uh, and I think was Jami... Have we seen her since then? Was no. she on last bip? No. This okay. is the first bip since the pe- char- since characters <laughs> since characters from Ben season have been on. Really? Uh, yeah. Ben was this 
Ben was our first season of the of Rose Buddies that we covered. Remember the Axe Man? Yeah. Remember that was uh uh in like January of the okay. this same calendar year. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not You're trying right. to embarrass you. I'm saying this year You're has right. been a fucking slog, dude. Oh Because man. everybody keeps dying, and you've been pregnant for twenty years. <laughs> 2016, man. 2016, man. It's a weird year. It's a weird long one. Do you remember that year we had that was like 19 months long? <laughs> that was a weird year. Oh. Uh, so Jami talks to Wells. She, of course, has a date card because she has just arrived. And nobody else is there. And she's completely content to just talk to Wells. And so she decides to ask Wells on the date. Here's the thing. She rolled up. Looking for Wells. That's a guarantee. When she yeah. rolled up, and I'm surprised we didn't get that behind the scenes interview with her. Like, I really wanted to ask out Wells, and he was literally the only conscious human being. So <laughs> I think that's probably a sign from from Ashley's dog that I should probably go for it. <laughs> oh, Ashley's dog. So many problems in the world could potentially be solved Just by Ashley's dog. a little bit dog. of guidance, yeah. Uh, so people start to wake up. Uh and, you know, Jami's introducing herself and Wells is kind of talking about going on this date. And we keep cutting back to Ashley I, who is still asleep. And it comes time for them to leave on the date. And Ashley is still not woken up. And Jared is kind of nervous. And everyone is kind of nervous of like, oh, this is going to be a disaster because they're going to leave. Yeah. Uh, and so they do leave. And then when Ashley finally wakes up, she kind of walks out onto the beach and Nick is on the beach talking to Jen and everyone is watching from all corners of the various palapas. And she takes it pretty well. Yeah, she. In fact, Jen, I think, throws maybe a little bit of shade because Jen's like, wow, I am surprised at how (laughs) mature you're being right now. Nick is, is kind of telling her and he's kind of nervous to tell her. Uh, and everybody is nervous about her reaction and she says it's fine. Um, and everyone's like, oh, she's good. And then Evan kind of ominously says for now, (laughs) (laughs) that was nice. Uh, but yeah. Do you think there's people who aren't as familiar with Ashley guy's body of work who think that like us laughing at stuff, guys, if you had seen as much show no, as we have seen... they know from this season. Okay, good. They know from this season. It's clear. Because it would be cruel otherwise to like laugh at a person's misfortune and constant crying. But it's it's just like... It is it is so comedically Well, and she has a sense of humor she... about herself. Like, if you've seen her on After Paradise or on Twitter, she knows that she cries a lot. She okay. knows that she's very emotional. She's willing to make fun of herself to a point. Uh, so I don't feel bad at kind of teasing okay, her. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, her whole her whole vantage point now is I went on a date with Wells. I'm over Jared. I'm much more mature than I was last week. And she's kind of doing everything she can to keep up that persona. And I think her muted reaction to this is another example of that. Sure. Uh, but so we get to see the date uh, between Jami. And, and we should be clear, we call her Jami. Her name is Jamie. Uh, it is spelled J-A-M-I, which we just think is fun to say as Jami. It's much more fun to say as Jami. They go uh, off road in a yeah, little four-wheeler thing. Yeah, they're in like an thing. ATV and they're mudding, uh, which um, is, mudding is something uh, I'm not familiar with, but I imagine... You... Obviously, by the fact that you're pronouncing the entire gerund. <laughs> 
But it's something I've, I think... I've had, I just had the most stupendous experience. <laughs> the hill folk call it mudding. Griffin, have you ever been mudding? Yeah, I've been mudding. Really? M-U-D apostrophe. Mm-hmm. When, tell me about this experience you had. Um, there was a family at our church that had a farm, and they had those little um, off ATV, not the kind that they were on. They were in they were in a dune buggy. This is like an actual like ATV, uh, like a motorcycle with four wheels. Um, and they had a farm, but they had like a big, uh, like patch of woods behind the house that they would just go go. You know, sliding. Now, did they the manufacture the the mud for this purpose? No, God did. And it would rain on it, and it would get wet. But they didn't import fucking Parisian mud. No, I just mud. wonder how you organize a mudden trip. If you own enough land, you probably have a big-ass muddy patch on it somewhere. Uh, how, how did you find this experience? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Um, this is not especially funny, but... Um, a lot of people die, like, doing ATV stuff, because the things weigh a million pounds, and if it falls on you, like... You, yeah, it seems dangerous. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. And messy, too, and I don't like that. Um, I was just wearing swim shorts and a you know crappy t-shirt, so, you know, you just get hosed off at the end, and you're all good to go. You want to tell me about getting hosed off? I was 13, weirdo. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> You don't want to hear about my, my body going <laughs> oh, through so many special changes. Oh, God, no, I don't. I mean, wonderful changes. My weird four foot oh, six frame. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so after they finish uh, with their mud and... She has a Batman themed tattoo on her finger, too, which is <laughs> neat. No, I'm in, I'm into that. Our friend Chris Plant threw so much shade. He's yeah. like, oh, Batman, really? No, well, he said... Just the wow, most common. Wow, you're such a nerd. I had no idea. And Chris <laughs> is like, yeah, it's the, literally the most popular comic book. I mean, she did get a <laughs> tattoo of it. Like, I have a tattoo of probably one of the most popular video game franchises ever. I don't think that makes me a fake nerd boy. Uh, they go swimming in, in a, in a, like a little natural spring area. Uh, they have matching teal swimsuits, which I found adorable. And both Canadian, by the way. Isn't Jamie Canadian? I don't know. I mean, I think she is, uh, is Wells. Wells is Canadian. I think he lives in Nashville. I think he's Canadian. Why, why are you, why do you think that? He just he just seems like he, his temperament, you know. Okay, okay. Although Daniel was Canadian, yes, he had a, he, and exactly. he had a, a decidedly non-Canadian temperament. I don't think Wells is because they made a big deal when Jami arrived about her being Canadian and Daniel also being Canadian, and I think they kind of left it at that. I don't think they did a roll call that included Wells. My mistake. Wells. My mistake. Um. So we cut back to uh paradise and um jared and kayla exchange a little chat about a butt smack and i wrote it down i don't know if we want to talk about it but it was just further evidence for ashley that it was difficult for her to be around i'll talk about it if it means we can skip the rest of the ashley stuff that happens (laughs) because kayla just says like you left a mark on my butt with that butt slap last night and jerry's like ooh, and then ashley gets (laughs) upset i think about that because she's like she pulls kayla aside and is like you know 
trying to hold together because Wells has gone on another date. And this whole time she's like laughing while delivering. This this scene like creeped me the fuck out. I and think I, I don't it get, was. I don't get off on that. I, I, I'm I'm not down with that. Like, oh, she's crazy and going to murder you. But like she was like laughing saying like, I mean, you know, like. Uh, it if, was pushed. If Wells comes home and is in love with Jamie, like I'm just going to lose my mind. I think it was orchestrated. I think they were pushed together to have this conversation. And and it was so heavily edited. Like, no two sentences actually happened in the sequence that were shown on the television. But basically... Ashley says, you know, I just don't... Don't full-on make out in front of me. Like, I'm fine with you guys, like, talking or whatever. But, like, just don't... Don't be affectionate in front of me. And Kayla's, like, so over it. And they have the same conversation they've had. And Kayla just says, like, do you want me to leave? And Ashley sits there and thinks about it for a while. Yeah. What does she actually say? What is her actual response to her asking if she wants her to leave? That's the thing. It was cut in such a way that it doesn't seem like I she ever responded. She gave it, yeah. Um. And there's all these weird edits there that just—it's difficult to tell how the I conversation really don't know how the conversation going. went down. Yeah. And when so this is the end of the episode. This yeah. is the end of Monday night. Um. And Kayla tells us that you know. Ashley is making it really hard for her to be here. And there's this kind of suggestion that Kayla might go home. But the whole conversation is edited together so strangely that you're kind of like, am I just being manipulated to think Kayla's going to go home? But then Kayla pulls Jared aside and definitively says, like, I'm going home. Um, and that's how yeah. the episode ends. And it kind of the cliffhanger there is, is Jared going to go with her? Because Kara- Kayla seems like, no, I've made up my mind. I'm fucking leaving. Uh, flash for oh there well, was a really really good yes. after credit sequence so there is a sequence at the end of episode eight uh which i maybe is the right number i don't know i think it might be seven okay well it's monday night's episode uh nick goes through and does impressions of some of our beloved uh island members they were very very good uh he does he does one of jared he does one of Evan. That's really he, good. His thing of Jared was like, Jared's just always deflecting like, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and since he pointed that out, like, oh, my God, it has ruined that <laughs> man for me. Uh, he does Evan's kind of like like scrunch face smile that Evan does. Um, and he does a, a Wells impression, at which point they show Wells impression of Nick, which is also very charming. Oh, um, give those two a show together. I know. God, I would watch that show. Hell yeah. Well, we might have that show. What if Wells shows up as like the DJ for the house next season? Hell yeah. Oh, how funny if they went on a date and and Wells is, is DJing and the, and the girl is like, oh, I'm so excited that Wells is oh, here. Wells is here. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, flash forward to this. Can we please, please, please resolve the Ashley drama just so fast? I mean, I don't know that it'll ever be resolved, but I will do my best. <laughs> uh, so this is tonight's episode. Uh, Kayla tells Jared she's leaving immediately. And Jared kind of is like, well, let me go talk to Ashley. You know, let me go talk to everybody else. And Kayla's like, I don't need to talk to anybody else. I'm ready to go. Why do you have to talk to anybody else? She's she's just like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. Um, I'm going to go. And... And then so Jared does go talk to Ashley because I think he kind of wants to figure out what happened. And Ashley's like, oh, I didn't tell her to leave. And Jared um, says bullshit. Yeah. And and then Ashley says in in the least self-aware moment 
tells us the viewer, like, I think Kayla is the kind of person that just likes attention. Just like, oh, Ashley. No. Uh, And there's this weird thread, and I just want to talk about it briefly, that there's some side of Kayla that we, the audience, are not seeing. And Ashley keeps referencing it. It's fucking horseshit, because if it existed... We'd see it. That's what I assume. Like, is the franchise so set on clear heroes and clear villains that they are going to withhold anything that's kind of shades of gray from us? Unless, like, Kayla kept it on the super stealth and was, like, not shitty er, and was super shitty, like, the 2% of their day where they're not on camera. Like, I don't get it. I don't know, like, is it when they're on the toilet and there's no cameras probably in the toilet zone? And so you can be like, wow, that actually sucks, right? Yeah, we get a moment, too, when all the stuff with uh, Amanda and Josh is going down where Lace makes it clear that she doesn't like Kayla either. Kayla, like, comes up to talk to them. That one comes out of fucking nowhere. And Lace is like, I can't stand her. It's so weird. Uh, But, yeah, so Ashley's talking to Jared and... She's she's trying to impress upon him that she was not sabotaging their relationship. Uh, and then she bursts into tears and says, you know, I, I you think that I did this to to try and destroy you guys. And then Jared starts comforting her because she's upset. And we see Kayla packing and it starts to seem like Kayla is going to leave before Jared is like even have a chance to to figure things out. Uh and then Ashley goes on this big monologue about how Jared is so great and, and she's just so, so lucky. Dependable. And everyone loves Jared and everybody wants the best for him and everyone's just lucky to have someone like Jared in their life. And Kayla at this point is in the car and she is pulling away and she's just like, Ashley's in love with him. It's really hard to be here when it's like that. And then we see Jared kind of chasing the car. And then he gets in the car with her, and they this drive is, off. This is, this is the last thing I want to say about this: is there's so much crazy revisionist history happening now. Where like on the after show, they brought out Kayla to talk about the relationship, which ended six weeks or so after the TV show um, wrapped, and they brought out Jared to tell his side of the story. And Jared like talked a lot about Kayla, even like she wasn't there. Like oh, you know we had some really bad days together and uh you know kayla said some stuff and i said some and then the fucking worst thing happens where the hosts say well let's we can we can hear it directly from ashley because she's here and the camera like does this like sickening zoom onto kayla's face who clearly did not know that ashley was also going to be here and she makes this like micro expression of torment that was like poor kayla oh man kayla you did not deserve she could just feel like she can't get away but there's this revisionist history uh, of ashley saying like i'm just trying to protect my friend and it's like the week before you said that you guys were in love and you wanted to make out with his mind and like that's bullshit. That's such bullshit. And I can't believe the the. I feel like this show is trying to sell us this line of like, she's trying to look out for a friend, man. Well, I don't know. See, part of me feels like maybe she's gotten an exceptionally rough edit. She said, I know how to make out with his mind. 
And as far as I looked, it was a single linear sequence of words that she was stringing together. Yeah, she also calls Kayla, I think, like a backstabbing whore at one point like i know that she's she's definitely she shoshana a russian hooker like we need yeah. to all get okay with the fact that ashley i just sucks yeah like i just this so there was there is an article i read today that talks about kind of the trope of women being portrayed as crazy and is Ashley I an example of that. I don't think she's no, I don't think she's crazy. I think the show definitely tries to sell that. I don't think she's crazy. I just think she sucks. I think she's yeah. I think she just kind of just kind of stinks. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but I am willing to say that um she will not have a successful relationship if she doesn't dramatically change the way that she approaches or maybe that's just the character that she plays on tv like either way like i'm fucking over it please god please bachelor bachelor please god please not again never again please i'm begging you i'll give you anything please don't make this another storyline on the show please i will die um so Wells and Jami get back from their date and they're holding hands and um, they get the news from Nick that Jared and Kayla have left. And everybody kind of delicately dances around like what actually happened. Yeah. Um, and, and Ashley wants to talk to Wells and Wells is kind of bracing himself because one, he knows that he left on a date with Jami without talking to her. And two, he knows that Jared just left. And that's probably another thing that's emotional. And yeah. so he's just kind of kind of stealing himself for this moment. And But he's still honest. He says he has an incredible date with Jami. Um, and that, you know, it was a really wonderful time. And meanwhile, Jami is back in the Palapa telling Nick that she's like 89% sure that Wells prefers her. Um, And Wells is telling us, the viewer, you know, there's zero complications with Jami. Um, But when Wells is talking to Ashley, Ashley's like really dialing in. You can tell that she's really like... Oh, you know, tell me about your date. And, oh, you know, I admit it was like, you know, kind of hard. But, you know, I get it. Like, it's hard. And you have to figure stuff out. And Wells says, quote, you seem so rational and normal. And I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of is is totally candid in the fact that he was not expecting her to handle this in any way that did not involve tears. Yeah. Uh and and this is when she kind of reiterates her new platform, which is that she's matured a lot in the last week and that she's, you know, and that she's being the most composed version of herself. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's the resolution there on that. Well, kind of, because then we have two new challengers. Yeah, Enter the ring. First, we get a little interlude of Izzy talking about how excited she is about Brett. Uh, this seems like a segment of the show is just like, we have not shown these people for like six hours. Well, we because to- remember when Vinny left, I was like, well, Izzy doesn't even know for sure that she has anything with Brett. And this was kind of like a, oh, she, oh, does. she does a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I don't want to compare the two, but I'm definitely more myself than I was before, which is hard to, yeah, it's hard for hard old sweet to hear because well, we not, like Vinny. Yeah. Well, I think he's okay. 
maybe put him in a straitjacket. I mean, I did just. Here's the thing about Vinny. I did just come. So. Oh, I don't like it. Mission, ac- mission accomplished. I don't you like, like it better. That I just came. Yeah. See, then it's like a fun thing. But if I state it like I did just come. Yeah. No, that's gross. I don't like that. I did just come. What see, if I say it in that voice? No. Vinny. I ejaculated. Thanks, thanks, Vinny. <laughs> Vinny is an artist, and it's easy to discount the careful phrasing he does when he creates a song. But there's a reason that he said it that way, and we need to respect that. I just came. Right? It's it's like Cellar Door. It's a beautiful series of... <laughs> okay, so... So Wells is talking about how he's struggling already with with Jami and Ashley, and <laughs> I need to get a drink of water. We've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes. Okay, okay. Uh, so he's struggling with Jami and Ashley. He knows more women are coming. He's just like, please let these women not be interested in me. I can only handle two. Oh, poor Wells. Oh, too many women <laughs> like me. I'm so lovable and handsome and svelte. All these things are true. I don't know why you're talking in that voice. I'm too cool and smart and funny and beautiful. My body is too smooth and soft and beautiful and everyone loves me. I'm well. This is the worst impression you've ever done. Or is it the best impression I've ever done? Because I finally found a way to put that guy on blast. Mind freak. Mind freak. (laughs) Uh, So Lauren H. arrives, who is the kindergarten teacher from Ben's season, who did not like Jubilee. No. And then we did not like her. No, we instantly didn't (laughs) like her. Well, because she said something about, like, she doesn't seem like mother material to me or something like that. No, like, I can't see her with the soccer moms or something. Oh, that's what it was. Fucking Lauren H. You do not realize what a rotten thing that is to say. Uh, and it doesn't seem like Lauren H. is going to be particularly interested in Wells. So Wells is kind of like, all right, cool, cool, Good cool. Uh, she's talking to Brett a little bit. And the, and the women are kind of advising her to pick Brett. Uh, and then Shoshana arrives from Ben's season. Episode one, right? Like she didn't another episode yeah. one or like she what's... spoke primarily Russian to the point that we weren't even sure if she spoke English. Which was not, uh, which was not, this, this uh, episode in the after show had its fair share of xenophobia. That was not what we were espousing. That was literally like her shtick in the, that first episode. Is that her limo exit was her coming out and she only spoke Russian. And so like she walked in the house and Ben was like, I have no idea who that was. <laughs> um, uh, but like, seriously, what is with all these like episode one send homes? That are getting getting a spot up in BIP. I don't know, but they're coming so late in the season that it's kind of almost like a filler. I guess maybe a little bit. They've mo- they've gone through a lot of human resources. Most of the heavy hitters came episode one and got the longest stay in paradise. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so Shoshana is very interested in Wells. Pulls him away immediately uh, and comes on pretty strong. Um. And asks him on the date. And so it's another double date because both women arrived at the same time. So it's Lauren and Brett and Shoshana and Wells. And then Jami and Ashley and Izzy are all kind of sitting bonding about how their men have left them and they're they're threatened. Um, And then the double date is surf school. You remember my surf school song? I don't remember. Can you give me a bar? I think it was just like a surf school. 
Is there? Is that the chorus or is that like? That's the whole song. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm no DJ Vincent. You really aren't. Serve school. I just came. <laughs> Put him in a strange jacket, DJ Vincent. Ooh. See, you're you're good at this. It's my job. It's like living with my own Vinny. It's like living with your own Billy Joel. <laughs> Why is Billy Joel your go-to? He's America's go-to, baby. Okay. I would have said Bruce Springsteen. No, he sucks. No? Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, yikes. Mm. It's uh, the truth that everyone knows. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Sacred calves around here. <laughs> guess i'm being a little too edgy uh everyone seems to be having a really good time uh wells is very attracted to shoshana and he says i he says like something like his shoe is sexy and somebody pointed out in the group that it sounds like i love lamp <laughs> just the subject verb agreement is off and i love it shoe is sexy yeah he compares her to a, a Russian Bond villain. Yeah, there's which a is lot a little, of... Um, a little slippery. Yeah. Uh, and says, then, I don't know if she wants to cast a spell on me, or murder me, or tear my clothes off. And it's like, which Bond villain practices sorcery? Was there one? I thought it was more a commentary on her being Russian. It, again, though, I do have to ask, is it like, are we talking about like a Baba Yaga situation or like what's the, <laughs> what's the Russian sorceress connection there? Like a, like a sexy Baba Yaga. Yeah, that's a, I mean, yeah, I don't think Baba Yaga was known to be, was known to be banging. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're into, though. Yeah, I'm going to do some research. Maybe you like mossy flesh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do some research. I don't, I don't, my memory isn't good on Baba Yaga. Please, God. Please <laughs> okay. set me free. Okay, so there's this moment. This really irritated me. Um, maybe not so much you. Brett and Lauren H. are talking on the beach. And Lauren H., her narrative is that she is um, just completely plain in every way. And she seems to assert this as if it's like a, a going to be a comfort she says, I'm I'm just a very normal average person. Which like <laughs> way to sell yourself, Lauren H. Did she actually say that? I'm just yeah. a normal average person. I wrote it down and I was outraged in the moment. I was like, that is her whole whole argument. It's just like, I mean, hey, a, look at me. I'm I'm ready to be I think I'm outraged about it for a different reason, which is like, who the fuck are you to say what a normal average person no. is? See, I'm more outraged that for her. When she thinks, what is going to be appealing about me? It is that she is so easily molded into any kind of very basic stereotype you might have. Sure. And it's just like, yes, that's me. I will be that. That's one layer deeper than I'm willing to go. It's just like, what a fucking weird sales pitch. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, did you ever watch much Community? Um, yeah, I did. It's eventually. like, that reminds me of their mascot, which is just the human beings. <laughs> it's just like a man in like a skin tight, all encompassing, like gray polyester suit with like a scary face drawn on it. It's just featured. I'm a featureless blob. We've watched and talked about the bachelor show way too much this week. Like I'm about to keel over. There's, there's a few moments back 
back at the beach. Uh, Nick is talking to Ashley about not being too obsessive with Wells. Um, Izzy is kind of explaining to Jami why she left Vinny. Um, and then we cut back to the date and Shoshana is talking about her wish bracelets uh, and how they always come true. And are you familiar with a wish bracelet? Only from Russian folklore. The Baba Yaga used them to trick <laughs> sailors. No, I don't know. She, she like many contestants on this show, is wearing a lot of accessories, which include, like, I don't know, 15 bracelets on her arm. And Wells is tying another one on. And she talks about how her wishes always come true. A wish bracelet, if I recall, is one that when it falls apart, like falls off of your wrist, you get the wish you made on that bracelet. It tells all the other kids in middle school how much stuff you've done. No... Those are jelly bands. Have we talked about this on the show? It Probably. Feels familiar. I mean, at this point, I mean, this episode alone contains 12 hours of of, uh, of information. <laughs> so I think we've probably talked about jelly bands at some point during this episode. <laughs> uh, so Evan and Carly are on a beach mattress uh, and they're kind of canoodling. Uh, and then and then there's this interplay of their canoodling and iguanas Evan's looking sl- on. It starts with Evan slapping her butt because she said something along the lines of like, Evan's not the type to slap my butt or something like that. It was like, they talked about like butt slaps in a previous episode. And oh, then he, I don't he did that. it. And he was like, How was that for an ass slap? And then they started making out. Uh, and then we got like a lot of iguana sex noises. Um, and then a reference to his. Uh, yeah, we got tumescence. a sensor bar over his his engorgement um and he's like i can't stand up right now she's like do you have a boner and he's like yeah i have a boner and you come you can too if you come to evan's <laughs> evan's boner practice evan's boner shack come on out i've got it's proof is in the pudding oh it's a really bad sequence of noises yeah um and so then there's there's a lot of recapping in this episode. So for some reason, Evan goes into a detailed recap of everything that happened with Amanda and Josh. And I don't know why we need this. It, and it had the craziest, worst Gaussian blur like I've ever seen. Like they just cranked that shit up to 100% and then broke off the knob. It was like, who is that speaking right now? <laughs> who is that weird tan jelly blob? Uh, and then there's a date card. Uh, and the date card... It's fake. It's a, another yeah, fucking forgery. on the date card, we get to see it, and it says, like, Amanda, you deserve this. Hashtag Jamanda. Which Chris would not write that. No, I know. It was weird. Uh, and so they go on their date, and Josh gets to the table with Amanda, and he's got a big pizza in front of his seat. Get it? It's like a joke. He's not a piece of shit. He's got good <laughs> pizza jokes. Well, pizza joke. And just, this, the, just the one. Josh gives another speech about, you know, we've been through a lot, and I just want you to know that you're my focus, uh, and I don't care about anybody else, and I feel good about what we have, and I'm excited, you know, that I'm starting to fall in love with you and to take this outside of paradise. And Amanda says that she's a good judge of character, which, oh, Amanda, I don't think so. 
I don't think you are. There's a reference to like her ready to get engaged or something like that to Josh. It's going to happen in the finale, gang. Just like strap. Yeah, she strap says in. Josh isn't perfect, but he's perfect for me. And then there's fireworks, and she tells us that she's in love with Josh. Uh, and that's just that's what we're getting from those two. Cool. What happened next? Um, this is when. Ashley says her competition for Wells right now is, quote, a Russian hooker and a random girl from Canada. Cool. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, and then Wells is kind of trying to figure out what he wants to do. He talks to Jami, uh, and the conversation seems to go well. Jami's like, you know what? I'm going for it. I have to, you know, keep eyes on the prize, focus I'm, on I number think one. I Jami in this whole yeah. situation. And that's... That's the end of the episode. Dude, I got um, it. And then we get a nice clip of Brett destroying a lamp by the ocean. Which seems dangerous. Like, there's glass shards. Just yeah. like, you're going to leave those in the sand. Um, we also get a trailer for next week's episode, and we just see, like, a bunch of dudes looking for rings, and we get a confirmation that there's multiple engagements that happen. We get a clip of Nick crying. Although now we know that things apparently didn't end well between Nick and Jen, which they addressed when they announced that he's going yeah, to be the next Bachelor. Yeah, they make it seem like everybody has to get up on the same proposal platform because yeah. it shows like every single guy up on that platform, which makes me think like I don't I don't understand how this is going down because I can't believe that every single person wants to propose. Yeah. Um. So Nick is going to be the next Bachelor. That's Nick is going to be. Show. We watch. Yeah, we and watched the a- after show. There was Jared was on it. Wells was on it. Kayla and Ashley were on it. And then there was a man. There was uh, Paul Shear who was who was funny. There was a man on the show named what was his name? Flo Flo Flu- Fluga. Are you sure it was Fluga? No, I don't. Damn know it. it, Flulaborg. You were close with Flugaborg. <laughs> um, but he was just a very, very funny German man who was apparently a DJ and YouTuber, and he was in Pitch Perfect too. And he had me rolling when they didn't like they let him talk like three times, and every time they did, Michelle, the host, would be like, ha, 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 "German joke, shitty German joke." Yeah, it's, I can't do I can't do four hours of this show a week and then do an hour and a half of podcasting. I, I feel like I'm doing one of those fucking competitions where you stand around and you keep your hand on a car in the middle of a mall. <laughs> I feel like I'm I like I feel like this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life. We did get to find out about Jared's love for Rob Thomas. That was almost made it worth it. Cause like what's going on with Smooth Nation right now? Yeah, some Rob Thomas is having a moment. He sure is. And I guess by some, by proxy, Carlos Santana is also having, like, a pretty good year. Yeah. Or maybe he's having a very bad year, because he doesn't want people to just think, Carlos Santana, oh, the smooth man. Uh, But at the very, very end of the episode, like, the last two minutes, they clear the stage and announce that Nick is going to be the next Bachelor, and everybody is very excited. And that means Rachel and I can do this show with a clean conscience i'm excited man i think it's gonna be good um well let's wrap up here we have next week is the finale of bachelor in paradise so look forward to that it's another two night daily so we'll be back wednesday and then we don't know exactly what we're gonna be do we've taught we've, we've pitched some stuff around so in september i'll be gone um almost the whole whole month doing the my brother my brother and me show in huntington so we need to figure out like what we're going to be doing in the interim because yeah. we got to keep, oh, keep doing so episodes the, and stuff. The um, the gay dating show hosted by Lance Bass is going to be on Logo. Yes. What's that? Prince Charming. Yes. 
Uh, and that's another, that's another option for us. It's just going to be a timing issue of figuring out kind of what times when out, right? When I can right? both watch it, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also Canadian Bachelor is supposed yeah. to get fucking buck wild. Or maybe it won't get buck wild. It may be very demure. Um, yeah, we'll just have to figure out because we, we have a lot of online options. We do not have cable. So it has to be available online. We're kind of book people. No, that's not obviously. true. Obviously. Clearly that's not true. Evidenced by the fact that we do a fucking Bachelor podcast. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Uh, join us next week for one last night in paradise. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for the sweet gifts you've been sending to our PO box. It's PO box six 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 three nine Austin Texas seven eight seven six six. And thanks for joining the Rose Buddies Facebook group. Um, the live discussion threads on those are always very lively and entertaining. Um, except when people in there badmouth Hanson. I don't want to see that kind of fucking talk. <laughs> Not in my Facebook group. Um, our Facebook group. But you don't love Hanson the way I do. I don't. I'll play you some selections after we Please, finish. please do. I'm just kidding. We're both going to go immediately to bed. Until <laughs> um, next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, Reese's.